Hello, everyone. I'm Mary Jo Ryder. Hello, Mike here. This is The Next Moment with MMJ. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and we welcome you to it. We thank you that you're here and that you're sharing with us. We've Amen. had just so much fun. And the last three episodes with Mike and Kay were uh, neat and enlightening. And I hope that you had some some prayerful moments from it because there's yeah. some thoughts that you could do you know, you could take forth and say, God, what do you want me to do with this information? Right. And mm-hmm. it's just neat to know that how, how God's word is so powerful and yes. how we can, how we can utilize it and be blessed by it. Amen. Yeah, it's good. Um, I liked, you know, thinking about the whole story that Mike shared about the van. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you have just loved to have been a fly on the wall <laughs> and watch yeah. these guys try to get up to the van and going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with today's current day um, phones and stuff, you know, you could have been recording oh, the whole thing. And yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> well, that would be a hit, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? It says angels protecting van on the video and all right. these people are like, you know. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. But uh, so anyway, we have uh, got some things we want to share with you today. Uh, first one is uh, call it a badge of honor call it uh, what you will. We had one of our podcast videos was removed from YouTube. Uh, And I'll tell you exactly the reason why is that we shared some medical information on there that was not according to the guidelines of the CDC and the WHO. And YouTube does not like that. They have a tendency to take those videos down. And that's why our video is removed. And so this gives us an opportunity to say, hey, do your own research. It does. Uh, because there is, the, some of the information that we shared is definitely, f- well, the information that we shared is definitely from medical sources mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. medical people. Mm-hmm. And there is some of the information that we shared that actually is on the CDC website. You just yeah. have to search for it a little bit farther yeah. than the immediate. Mm-hmm. So that is information that's good for you to know yeah. and good for you to get out and do some research and then... Tell people what you find out. Tell so. people what you find out. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, the topic was Proverbs chapter 24, verses 11 and 12. And I'm just going to go ahead and read it. Um, Deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter. Hold them back from their doom. If you profess ignorance and say, behold, we didn't know this, does not he who weighs and ponders the heart perceive and consider it? And he who guards your life, does he not know it? And shall not he render to you and every man according to his works? So, yeah, so what we shared was a naughty in the eyes of YouTube. So they said, gone. So So I think what we, you know, what kind of we wanted to share is just to really be aware of Mm -hmm. the information that is getting put forth and... I considered doing this a while back, haven't done it, but I've thought about doing it. And that is just to put up on Facebook. So if you get information from, say, five different sources, mm-hmm. and let's just say one is the media and one is Hollywood and say one is um, advertisements. Mm-hmm. And then just let's just you could just kind of pick your next two sources that say the Internet. Mm-hmm. Say if you're looking mm-hmm. something up and the Internet says something and they all agree. But it's just interesting then if you looked back in a history book or somebody shared with you from a history book, mm-hmm. the history and the truth, which one would you believe? Right. Mm-hmm. 
So someday yeah. we might put that up on Facebook and just see what people respond if they would. Or, you know, I like a question. Take a poll. Do you think most people would would agree with the five sources or do you think ones would agree with the history right. book? Right. Pretty interesting in today's day. It is. Yep. Um, just a couple of uh, things also, just some future things in the works. With the takedown of the video from YouTube, we're, we're not planning to change our message to suit the community guidelines, in all honesty. Um, we have been given a charge from the Lord to share what he puts on our hearts, and we're going to continue to do that. So with that, we are going to start a gradual migration to Rumble and just have that as, as a backup. And if it comes to the point where that becomes primary, then we will be sure to let everybody know. Uh, we'll be able to, we'll drop a link to the Rumble channel down in the description before, you know, things happen. I, I really hope it doesn't come to that personally. I think the audience on YouTube is, obviously it's a lot broader and mm -hmm. people can find what we're putting out so much easier on YouTube than they can just going to Rumble because YouTube, you know, belongs to Google. So Google searches will push YouTube to the front, mm -hmm. which is great. And that's what we want. We want what we're putting out. We feel that it's from the Lord and we want that to be able to be seen by the most sets of eyes and heard by the most sets of ears that we possibly can reach. Okay. But just as a possibility that there may be a time when we do have to migrate completely to rumble and we'll just let you know about that. Um, I talked about this book, price of God's miracle working power, uh, being as it's a public domain book. We are actually, I have started the process of recording the book as an audiobook in each chapter will be a separate podcast video. We'll put those up as a playlist once we get done with those. And uh, again, being that's public domain, we're able to do that without any kind of copyright infringement or anything like that. So it's going to be exciting because that's a very, very powerful book. So um, I think the biggest thing that we wanted to get to that I wanted to get to today is I read the A.A. Um, a. Allen book. And that one is, it's definitely cause for thought and pretty deep reflection. And then this book came out not too long ago. There we go. I'll put it in front of my face so they can see your pretty face. <laughs> um, Eric Metaxas, a few years ago, he wrote a book on the life and death of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. And it's an amazing book, just so thoroughly written, so well written, thoroughly researched just an awesome piece of work. But what he does in here is he makes a case for comparing the modern American church to the German church in the 1920s, late 20s, and early 30s when the Nazis were starting to come to power. What did they do about it? They did nothing. And a lot of it, the church, some of the church didn't know. Truth. And... I think in our day and age today, I think some of the church knows. I think some of the information that's coming from certain churches, I actually think has a pre-planned agenda. Mm -hmm. But I believe God's people are going to stand up. God's true church is going to speak out more and more. Yes. In Second Thessalonians, and I think we probably have touched on this in a previous podcast, talks about a great falling away and people having itching ears. Mm -hmm. Basically, they will gra gravitate towards a teaching 
or an organization or whatever, what have you, that tells them what they want to hear in a way that they want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can definitely see that, that nowadays and all honesty, this book, the letter to the American church kind of tackles that head on. Um, one of the things that I had as far as a major takeaway from that is, do we really believe what we say we believe? Do we really believe what the word says? And if so, are we prepared, willing, ready, and committed to act upon it? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to end up being like Peter, standing up and raising his hand at the crucifixion, saying, Lord, uh-uh, no, I will die for you. And Jesus looks at Peter and says, oh, really? Before the crucifixion. Right, before the crucifixion. <laughs> I, what will we do? Will we stand up? when it's time to stand, or will we be like Peter? Will we stand by the fire and warm ourselves and deny the master? And that's, that's a pretty severe gut check. Do we really believe this? Let me just. So this book goes into some of those questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's very, it's not, it's, it's more of a book that will provoke you to think. He uses history to illustrate a place that we may be at right now and then asks questions. Let me see if I can find a good spot here. So when you say a place that we're at right now, I kind of think of the agenda that's being brought forth mm-hmm. in like many nations and ours for sure of the things that they say are true that actually aren't true mm-hmm. and how many people are believing it. Right. And that the church needs to stand up and be speaking out the truth. Right. Uh, you know, I'm going to just kind of go through here and read a little excerpt from this. And this is the context of this chapter. He's talking about uh, pastors in Germany, in the German church. They took a hard line stand for the Nazi regime and against the, the word, basically, and against the liberty of the people and things like that. Uh, although many might be shocked to hear such comparisons and talking about um, the comparison of the church today and the church in Germany, uh, we must understand that our shock is only because we have the advantage of knowing what eventually happened to Germany. It must be clear that in the beginning of those troubles, in 33 and 34 especially, few Germans saw the swastika as anything but benign. They didn't recognize it. As for what it was, okay, they could not dream of what it would become or what it would come to mean in the years ahead that what seemed a hopeful symbol of the new Germany would one day strike fear into the hearts of millions with downright satanic overtones. In these earliest years of the Nazi regime, most pastors only knew that if they went along with the crowd in showing support for the Fuhrer, they would be thought of as above suspicion and left alone. After all, were they not patriotic Germans too? They were simply making sure that others knew they were patriotic Germans that they didn't wish to take any dramatic stand against the current regime. It was for many a way of publicly saying they were only interested in doing their job and staying within the confines of their own religious sphere. They only wished to, quote, preach the gospel and not take any, quote, political stand. So, you know, and then going a little bit farther, he's talking about the spiral of silence, which is interesting because it's, 
they can get you to be quiet on one thing. It's easier to have you be quiet after that. And I think easier to, yeah, it's easier to get you to be quiet going forward. Once they have you at, okay, I'll be quiet the first time. Yeah. And if you're quiet, if you're quiet, it tends to have, I think part of that spiral that you shared with me is because is that other people will be quiet. Mm -hmm. So one of the, messages that we want to present today and we've presented in in the past on another podcast was I don't really remember the title of it but about changing your world or your world of influence and we've encouraged you as as believers to to influence those that are around you influence your friends influence in politics influence in money influence in entertainment influence in your church, and we want to encourage you to speak up now while there is still availability of platforms that Mm -hmm. you let people know that you do not agree with certain agendas and that you have the right to speak out that you don't agree with certain agendas and that you speak out God's word and do it boldly. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to encourage people to get involved in be lawyers, be judges, yes. be senators, be presidents, yes. be be school board members, mm-hmm. be on um, the boards for different commissions and different avenues that you can let let an audience know mm-hmm. how you know how that there's principles of God and to bring them forth into into the culture, right? And then get involved in all those areas that we mentioned. Do yes, you know God. God has a call on your life. God has a call on your voice. And he has a purpose and a plan for you to, you're alive at this time. Mm-hmm. We're alive at this time. Yep. So there's things that God has called us to do and called you to do. And so we're just saying, you know, get out right. there and do your part to influence the world around you. Right. We need to be kingdom minded in this day. Mm-hmm. We need to be going out and doing like what Mary Jo said. We need to be getting involved. We need to be building businesses. We need to be letting our influence be felt in society in a very tangible way. Buying things, buying businesses, changing the um, narrative, the, the narrative, changing the focus of the businesses and things like that. Becoming educators, becoming uh, people on school boards potentially starting a new educational type of system. You're just having that kingdom focus. And I want to give a challenge to every parent out there that you really need to be heavily involved in what your kids are getting taught in school. Ask them questions, what they're being taught in school. Absolutely. And then get like, I would even say have your own little library or even not so little have some so. history books so that you can share with your children Very what those history so. books say, especially if the history that's being presented in school this day and age is mm-hmm. different than the history that got presented when I was in school. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for that, and yeah. I think that parents need to be aware that that's happening mm-hmm. and then do what they can to have their child not be confused, have right. them not get a have them not get directed in a way that is. That is not good. Ungodly. <laughs> I'm going to just share, just going back to what Mary Jo said about um, are we willing to stand up and speak? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to read a little bit more of an expert excerpt. We're going to read one more paragraph out of the book, and then 
we're going to let you get it and read it for yourself because it's amazing. Um, perhaps the main question for most of us is, is whether we are willing to pay the price of speaking and acting. Mm-hmm. If we truly understand the situation as many of the 12,000 pastors in Germany did, what do we fear in speaking out? Do pastors who fear speaking out really fear that they will lose congregants and that their ties will decrease and their church will wither away so that in their own minds they are simply being prudent? Do they know that God has called them to their position, that he grew their church and can be counted on to take care of them in their careers if they lean on him and do what they believe he is calling them to do? What exactly keeps any of us from doing the right thing? We Christians claim to believe that Jesus defeated death on the cross, so if we say that we are sincere Christians but fear anything, including death, we are fools. Does not our fear of anything but God himself make God a liar? And these are the types of questions that he asks in this book. And it's just, it's a soul searcher. It really is. Are we willing to pay the price? Are we willing to stand up and be counted? Are we willing to stand up and put her hand in the air and say, yes, I don't care, Lord. There's a song that uh, Bethel did not too long ago called Send Me. Mm -hmm. And take a look at that and take a listen to it. If it means that they'll reject me, I'll say it anyway. Here I am, Lord, send me. doesn't matter. We've got to be willing to stand up and pay the price. If it, whatever it means, Paul was willing to stand up. The apostle Paul was willing to stand up and pay the price. Peter was willing to stand up and pay the price. He said in Acts chapter four, Acts chapter four, verse 19, uh, Peter and John were out preaching, right? And they were arrested and they were told, do not preach in the name of Jesus any longer. And this is what Peter had to say. Peter and John had to say, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you and about you, obey, and obey you rather than God, you must decide <laughs> or judge. And Basically. that is, yeah, God is, you know, that's something that is in God's word from the very beginning, basically, mm-hmm. was to choose life or to choose death. Mm-hmm. And that was even set before Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. And so we have that choice in front of us each and every day to choose life or to choose death. And God gives you the answer. He says, choose life. He does, that you and your descendants may live. So I'm going to close this one with the um, quote that's inside the front flap of the book. Uh, it's attributed to Bonhoeffer, but there's no no physical evidence like like literature, like a, 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 a printed message or a written message or anything like that, that he actually said it. But we can't deny that this is what, this is the way he preached during that time. Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. God will not hold us guiltless. And if you go back to Proverbs 24, 11, and 12, that's basically the message and the word of the, the, the message of that scripture right there is we can't plead ignorance if we know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. God yeah. will not hold us guiltless. So anyway, check out the book. Be praying for us as we continue to go forward. We ask uh, that you would uh, continue to hold us up in prayer, and we thank you for holding us up in prayer. And um, we'll see you next time around. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day.